Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Podcast with Adam McCola, Stephen Housen, Jay Motti and me, Joe Smith. We are live with the Paddock Podcast every single Monday at 4pm on YouTube. The Paddock Podcast title sponsor is Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. Enjoy this week's show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. JF Stretford Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast. That's Joel Smith. Hello. And this is Brian McClare. How are we doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much, sir. It, it's good to finally have, this, have you on this podcast. I've been mirroring you, haven't I, for about two and a half years. Come on now. I was on something with you before. Was it on this one? No. You did. Right. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Feels the same. <laughs> I don't feel like that was a necessary. The, the, the proper introduction. It's great to have you on. Yeah. A, a United legend. I know you don't like me saying these things. No, but I'm going to no, say no, it anyway. I don't like it, no. Loads of Premier League winning medals. Loads of goals for Manchester United. The first player since George Best to score 30 goals in a season. So Alex Ferguson's second signing. Am I right in thinking? Behind Viv Anderson. Yeah, alphabetically. What was that, right, with Viv Anderson? Because no, I've I, had this argument on Twitter because I like to argue with people on Twitter. Uh, well, that's what everybody does on yeah, Twitter. It's like a, a pastime man. And someone said Chucky was the first signing for Viv, well, and I was like, he wasn't. I think it was the, the Alex Ferguson, uh, amongst several um, wise decisions he made uh, <laughs> while he was a manager across different clubs, was I think he was taking the kind of, sort of uh, spotlight off on that particular day. So Viv had agreed to come from Arsenal and I had agreed to come from, from Glasgow Celtic. We arrived on the same day and we signed on the same day and I think that the Viv was presented as the first signing because I think Alex Ferguson wanted to, to because he was a senior player, uh, to put him there saying, well, this is my first signing rather than an unknown-ish player from Unknown. Scotland. And I think, I, think it was, I think that was probably a... 
and a, 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 a wise pavement psychological decision that he was brilliant at. Just so does that not to put as much pressure on you? Do you feel like? Think the, publicly. Uh, I mean, the privately there was there was a plenty of expectation, mm. uh, but not not publicly. You know, so I think that looking back on that in the dim and distant past, yes, I can see why he, he would. His thoughts were round about that. Do you get involved in the comments and the chat? Give us all your questions for Chucky. I haven't got any questions for me and Joe. Uh, anything you want to ask him? I'm sure. not answering any questions. You're uh, not answering any questions? <laughs> right. Well, this is going to be a short podcast. Because <laughs> you can tell minutes. you what, ask me and Joe questions about our Manchester United <laughs> career. It won't last very long. We can pretend we've yeah. won a few Premier League winners medals. We should do that. Well, who would you have been if you hadn't played for Man United, Joe? What sort of player would you have been? I'd have been probably the 10th best player in the five-a-side game that I played <laughs> on a Tuesday night. I've been to that five-a-side game before. You're yeah. better than that. How can you be the 10th best player on the five-a-side five game? Because there's five-a-side oh, games. No, I'd have said you were the 11th best player right. on the five-a-side Pretty game. accurate. I'm like... You, Oh, right, yeah, You're the guy the that turns up just in case. I bring, yeah. I linger around. With if no one gets injured, I'll, I'll just yeah. jump I just, I just run on. If someone yeah. goes down, I run on. I'll play. He's all right, he's up. No, no, it's all right. You've got to have a sit down. <laughs> I just want to ask you, we'll get to a little bit about the, the first team. I know it's not yeah. exactly a happy topic, but not just the player. Obviously, you coach some of the players that are currently playing for Manchester United, so we'll get your take on um, a little bit about that. I wanted to ask you something about sort of what's going on at United in a minute, but... Well, tying it in with your time at United, we keep hearing this thing about leadership and leaders, and, and that's and, and it's a, a word that just keeps springing up time and time again. Is that something that you think when you look at United, you think that's what's lacking? Well, I mean, it's the, the, the thing for me, and I heard um, someone on um, Sky earlier on, of it, a, a wiser person than I was talking about structure and how the, the, a club should be run. Uh, Whoever was that sounds very wise. But the, 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 whatever, in anything you want to do, whether you're, you're, you're involved in anything worldwide, any business, any industry, the most important thing is about recruitment. Mm. Now, you, you have owners of an organisation. They decide who they want to run their organisation. And clearly the recruitment, f right from underneath the owners... Who are, are, who are there for, for their own reasons, but they've, they've allowed other people to run their business of, of Manchester United, hasn't been um, good enough. So if you've got people that are the, the top deciding who are, to make the decisions, to decide then you can recruit a manager or a coach, whatever they want to call them now. But certainly below that, then you look at the recruitment person who, who's the, the one who's responsible or the team of people who are responsible for bringing in the most critical part of of the football club which are the players and the recruitment that recruitment part of it the process first of all has not been good enough because it's far too slow the idea of what they've got is seems to be the wrong idea that that uh, for some reason, they want to know about every single player and every single team, and that's how you can troll through that, looking for your individual targets, depending on what you think is the is the player or the position you need to improve your team or your squad has been lacking. And now you've so we're there for you find yourself in a situation now 
where in comparison to other um, top teams in the English Premier League and quite clearly in European football, the squad of players that are there at the moment are not capable of competing any better than they have at this season, uh, which leaves us in a situation where at the moment we're, we're seventh. And if it wasn't for David Gehir coming into or being back in the form that he was two or three years ago, I can't imagine where we, we might be with regards mm. to um, a position in the league because he's 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 been again, you know, outstanding. And a number of the games that that, that we've drawn or maybe squeaked a win, he's probably been the one that's made that difference. Or, or maybe stopped us maybe getting a hide in other games as well, you know. So. Are you slightly surprised after last season? Because it seemed as though things were moving slightly in the right direction under Ole, didn't it? Like third finish and then second, and then it looked like, you know, we get Ronaldo, who knows what might happen this season. And all of a sudden it's worse than it's been in a decade. Did, did that drop-off surprise you? Uh, it, did, it did. Of course it surprises yeah. you, because you, you're, you're thinking along the same lines, that things are going well. You finish in that particular position. I, I've never been um, one who's, well... I don't understand really the the wisdom of of signing Cristiano. Cristiano, mm-hmm. a great player, one of the greatest players ever to play football, and a wonderful record in football in various different countries. The thing that that, that I find and I still find astonishing is if you're going to bring someone in like Cristiano at his age, you don't have to, you want to play him, mm-hmm. and you think he's going to make a difference. Both uh, under. Um, Ole Gunnar and under um, Ralph, they don't seem to have played to his strengths. Mm. You know, the people look at Ronaldo and think of what kind of Ronaldo kind of player he is. For me, it comes down to kind of basic thing. Cristiano Ronaldo is very powerful in the air, very good in the air. He's got some tremendous movement in the box. We never cross the ball. Mm. Well, we never cross the ball. We never cross the ball. So, you know, you look at. Um, Liverpool, who have got players who are not as mm. adept in the air, and they get the ball out of the box very, very quickly. And I, as I say, it's, it's kind of bemuses me why we're not using Cristiano's strengths. You know, so I can understand, and and it, and it's not just the the game on um, Saturday where he's frustrated. I go back weeks and weeks ago when, when he's walked off the pitch in games because he feels he, that that he hasn't he hasn't been able to do what he can mm-hmm. do because the uh they hasn't had the service. And that's not down to the players. The players are playing to the to the to the rhythm and the plan of the coach. And both of them from what I can see have failed in trying to get some of the best at Cristiano Ronaldo. It's almost like they thought We'll stop him going to Man City, and then we'll work it out afterwards. Because, like you said, the, we don't play in a style that really suits his best. You know, we, we bring Ralph Ragnick in as this pressing coach, and Ronaldo doesn't really press like a younger striker or maybe like you know whoever. And like you said, Liverpool have got people like Diogo Jota scoring goals, headers left, right, and centre, and he's five foot eight and you know not particularly good in the air. But because of their system, they get the yeah, best out the, of that style. Yeah, but the, and, and if you look at that, they've they've got six players 
mm. can play forwards, can positions. Now six players who can who scored goals in various different ways, in various different styles, in various different fashions. And that's that's what I'm saying. If you if you what, like you said, well, what's a long term plan? Is was the plan always to to if because you should be looking at like what's the best thing to be doing, right? So the from the the, the highest level, you should be saying right. Well, if we're not comfortable or uh, whatever the role is, the, the person at the top, the whatever the role, whatever Edward's job title was, to saying right. Well, what happens if he decides he's going to go mm. to another industry? Who have we got to come in there? Is it Richard Arnold? Then finally see in the position where he can bring him in. If it's if you're saying well that that Solskjaer's not the person, who is it you're going to bring in? If it's not Ralph, who's going to come in? Who is it you're going to come in? And, and I don't see that clearly that that is the case. I mean, even up to now, is, have have they decided who they want to bring as a coach, and and have they really sorted that situation out? So you, then that spreads down to the next part, who's recruiting the players mm. and who's deciding on the style of play and how to get the best out of the players with regard to what you're doing. As soon as you've got the idea that, that even though it's a short period of time, maybe the Cristiano Ronaldo thing came up over again, all of a sudden he's leaving Juventus mm. and Manchester City are supposed to be interested, we should be Manchester United, should be trying to get them. Okay, but you should be playing ideas and little games of... All the way through, what if what if we could get him? What if we could get him? Where do we do this? How do we do that? Uh, and really, the, the the Ronaldo thing for me isn't that difficult. He's he's clever in the box. He's physical. He still his age got a prestigious leap. He's a great header of the ball. Mm. Get the ball in the box. There you go. Mm. Yeah, it's that simple. Um, get involved in the chat give us a like as well I just wanted to ask you about a couple of players that you, you know from your time coaching at United looks like Paul Pogba's gonna gonna leave in the, in the summer we've spoken me and you spoke about Paul Pogba in the, in the past I think last time when he was on there when we were full time Devils we talk about Paul Pogba all the time do you think the club should be trying to keep him do you think they should be going all out or do you think it's time to just admit that this is, he's gonna go and just leave him to it well maybe you can back do you can look back to say well what, what, again part of the plan was, was there a great plan with regards to, to bringing Paul Pogba back to the club? Paul left Manchester United as an 18-year-old um, and we had, we had high hopes for him playing in a particular way, in a particular position. He goes to Juventus, has great success in playing uh, as a wide left forward in a very successful and very strong Juventus team. At that particular time, the, the Italian league wasn't the strongest Paul had then moved back into uh, more of a creative position because Pirlo had retired or moved to America and he'd, quite, he'd one season of success at that, playing as a playmaker. Did, 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 is that what they brought him in? Is that what the recruitment people or whoever it was bring him in to play? And very rarely has he been playing in that position. Now, I would still say that because of performances at international level, uh, Paul Pogba is the one world-class player at Manchester United have but he's never performed or he has an occasion but the occasion he has performed he might have a 10 which is world class performance but he can't go from a 10 down to a 1 or 2 which he has quite often uh, and then being 2 and then going back up to 7 or 10 you need to be 
the, the best players will, will play even with a bad, maybe a seven out of ten. So you have to question what the, the, the reasons are for that is, and maybe it's too much for them to come back at that kind of price tag, eighty nine million pounds, euros, whatever it was, to come back to Manchester United, and maybe the expectation was too good, too good, sorry, too great, and and too much for them, uh, and. Again, it just seems a mismatch of a plan, or, or yeah, not so much of a plan. And within all that period of time, there's far too much chat about what Paul Pope is not doing, rather than about what's the best thing for, for Manchester United. Mm. Uh, if Paul Pope wanted to stay at Manchester United, they would have signed a contract by now. But... There's never been any statement to say... Well, actually, you know, so for productivity versus cost, mm. then it doesn't make sense from from the figures that, that have been mentioned yeah. in the media. The amount of money they're talking about. When you're on about a plan and stuff, and obviously over the last sort of seven or eight years, we've seen a lack of a plan. Do you, do you have more confidence in the, in the newer structure that, you know, it seemed to be Woodward doing all of these jobs, and now at least there's a bit more of, You've got Rangnick going into that consultation role. There's Darren Fletcher. There's John Murtaugh. There's Richard Arnold. There's more people doing it. Is that better, or is it just a bad job being done by five people instead of a bad job being done by one people? Do you have a bit more optimism going forward? I think that the problem there, Joe, is that all these people are, are involved in new roles. Mm. So, what do they actually know about yeah. what they're doing? <laughs> They're all just I'm not, I'm not it's, taking it's a piss here. No, 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 it's a lot of their first jobs, yeah, I'm isn't saying, it? you know, if, if, yeah. if somebody turned around and said to me at, uh, uh, that, 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 that I was going to be, even now, all the different things that I've done, if somebody said to, you, to me, I'm going to appoint you as the, the technical director of Manchester United, mm. I'd be going, well, what's the job description and what is it that, that I've got that, that, that fulfills this, this uh, criteria? Uh, when you go in to do anything, that uh, uh, you see, you play football, become very good at football, play, play internationally, play for Manchester United. When you change roles, uh, and, I, and I can use for me, I mean, I, I got the, a job as the reserve team coach at Manchester United, and I had um, Sir Alex Ferguson, Jim Ryan, Mick Phelan, um, David Williams. Uh, Neil Bailey, who always who always coached a lot longer than than, than I had, mm. and I quickly le- realised that I actually didn't know very much about coaching. I'd passed my coaching badges, but actually doing the day to day and how to mm. train the players, how to get them into, how to coach them, how to identify different players' strengths and weaknesses, how to pick a team, how to how to how to, how to change when things were happening in the game. Uh, as I say, I, I realised I actually didn't know anything about it, and that, but I had great people round about me mm. that I could watch and listen to and ask questions to. Um, we don't, we don't, we these a lot of these new roles or these roles we don't have um, examples or history of it. Mm. So who are you who are you learning with learning from? Unless everybody's spending a couple of hours a day with Alex Ferguson, who did all those things. Yeah. Then I, I don't see how we, we can. As you travel through, you 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 learn on on the hoof, but you need to be able to. You need to be able to 
watch, read, listen, mm. and maybe be tutored by by people who've already done these roles. And I, I don't see any evidence of that so far. I don't see. A, I mean, I, I don't know what the criteria of of uh, Darren's job is. It what, what's he director of? He's technical director. Technical director. Yeah, I think it's John Murtis' so, director. Football right. Well, Darren technical director. I don't. I, I, Darren's a, an intelligent lad, really good football, good guy. But I don't see how him sitting on the bench is, is reflected in mm. what he's supposed to be doing. If he's supposed to be influential and and choosing a new coach, he can't be sitting next to the, for me anyway, sitting next to the coach who's already there and also get getting emotionally involved, which you do. And I remember myself mm. when I first started, you, you can get really emotionally involved in how the game is because, and, and it's more frustrating because you can't do anything about it because you're on the sidelines, but you can't really be getting booked, you know, because you're getting emotionally involved. And then you can't be arguing with some knobhead who's <laughs> breached the, the kind of zone of red zone or whatever else it is. Mm. And you, you should, these are things that you shouldn't be... So, so that wouldn't have happened. If, you, if you'd been sitting in the director's box, which you probably should be, you don't get booked and you, and you don't be remonstrating with some person who's, you know, managed to get into an area you shouldn't be just because he wants to shout and scream, which is entitled to do. He, mm. she, everybody's entitled to do the football because... Uh, you've, but, you've, but how do you prepare for that? You prepare by saying anything else. If you turned around and said, well, would you expect this person to be teaching your children? And they turn around and go, well, well what, what qualifications have you got? I'm not sure you would let them mm. loose in your kids' class. And especially if the teacher, you know, it's their first job and it's the deputy head's first job and it's the head teacher's first job. That's the, there's like, there's, there isn't well, anyone there who can say, here's how we do it, because I've done it before. Like well, what said, kind of school would you send your kids to? Would you send yeah. your kids to a school no, like that? No, exactly. That's the worry, isn't it, that you know none of them seem to have much history of success doing the jobs they're doing now. It's all like, let's make some new roles, fill them up quickly, and hope that it works out. Slightly concerning, isn't it? It's is a little bit concerning. Uh, we've got a load of comments that we'll get to in a minute. First of all, though, we've got uh, a message from our sponsors at Manscaped. Today's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the global leader in all male grooming. Is it just the global leader then? What does no, that mean? I, I think it's bigger than just global. All right, then it's You've the got to think bigger. Leader. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, the universal. As far as we've detected, there yeah. is no one in the universe that is more of a leader in male grooming than Manscaped. And Factual. there's four million men just on Earth let alone all the other planets. We've not even counted them. We haven't even counted them. They trust Manscaped, and you can help Manscaped, and Manscaped can help you using the code DEVILS20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Can't ask for more than that, You Jay. can't. Listen, Manscaped, this is a true story, right? Changed my life. Go on. Because I just, I couldn't find anyone to share my life with me. I yeah. was single. So did you say you changed my life or shaved my wife? Both. Well, not actually, I didn't shave my wife because A, I haven't got a wife, oh. and B, it's Manscaped. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what it did, it changed my life because I was kicking around, single, miserable, on my own, wanted a family, wanted a missus, having none of it. Yeah. And then I discovered the weed whacker yeah. from Manscaped, and I realised it was my nasal hair and I was just my ear say, hair. Your ears and nose look very smooth Thank today, you. Jay. I'm glad you've noticed. Once I used that, boom. It's Mrs. Not, kids, yeah. house, the lot. Yeah, and no. if, you know you don't you don't have to have all of those things. No, but if you want them, this is going to help. Yeah, of course. And it the is. weed whacker is great for the ears and the nose, but then it's the lawnmower four well, That's why I did the ears and the nose, and then I had a reason. Yeah. To do to work down south. Exactly. Yeah. And, and let's just say 
Happy customer. It's got a light on it. Yep. It's got a lock on it. Yep. It's got so many RPMs, you won't know 4, what to 000, do with I think it's got 7,000. 7,000, that's insane. Yeah, make sure you check out the Perfect Package 4.0 as well, which has the lawnmower, it has the weed whacker, it's got the boxers, it's got the p formulas for your testicles. The crop preserver. The crop preserver as well, mate. the crop reviver. <gasps> you know, you put moisturizer on your face. Preserve you and revive. You need to do the same for your bollocks. It's simple as that, guys. <laughs> And Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Very important. It is. It's Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April, yeah. and it is something we should be talking about. We should be discussing it, and Manscaped are helping to do that. So an important message, yeah. as well as doing all the things we've mentioned, it's yeah. been an important message. So smell fresh, be fresh, get shaved, and help out men's cancer awareness as well using the code devils20 at manscaped.com link in the description you get 20% off and free shipping your balls well thank you thank you big thanks to manscaped there. i mean you need to get a new outfit it looked like you kissed me on that hey we're wearing the same clothes on all these videos what's going on hey we need to sort our lives out um loads of people have been involved in the chat and the comments hit that like button as well over 1200 people watching and 192 likes which is Completely disgraceful considering you've got Joe Smith on this podcast. I know. Um, Paul Brinlund in the Super Chat says 10 wins <laughs> in 10 games for Ten Hag. Sweet next season. So he's already, that's it. We're going to win the first 10 games under Ten Hag. You've heard it here first. From Not Paul. only have we signed him as the manager, yeah. he's also predicted what the results are going to be. And they're great. 10 in 10. ten Don't in worry ten. about that. Uh, I check Badge Pie. Forgive me if I butchered that one. Says, brilliant to see Jockey on here. Feels surreal. Also, who do you think is the most reliable player in the squad right now? Who should be kept? And any thoughts on Bruno captaincy? There's a several questions there, if you can unpick that. Who's, who's, the, um, who's the most reliable player in the squad right now, do you feel? Well, the most reliable player is the goalkeeper. He said the goalkeeper there, So, I mean, he, he's performed heroically. Heroically? Yeah. Fair enough. So he's, he's, you know, again, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's another kind of thing. You go back to an indictment of... Manchester United over the last eight years that that when you have and it's almost a shame to even have a player of the year but mm. they have a player of the year don't they have a player of the year awards at Manchester United and David De Gea's won more player of the year awards we, than, need, we, than need, we need another um, was it than anyone you know yeah. in the, the list and it's so easy that, kind of, that tells you really what, what kind of situation you find yourself in. Was it Jose who decided? Was it Jose decided that he made up his own. Yeah, quick, in. just go get a vase. From, from <laughs> yeah, out get those daffodils out of the that. Shop, yeah. Give it to Scott McTominay. Yeah, that's um, what it was. The manager's player of the year, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just get made up. Make up his own. Yeah, well, because he but, Yeah, well, anyway. Um, so, in, in terms of the captaincy, Chucky, because... This is a question that keeps coming up on any podcast we do. People in the comments, you know, you've got the ground people saying, Maguire's not a captain, or is Bruno a captain, or should, should it be De Gea, or should it be Ronaldo? I mean, do you have a, a thought on that? Any no. thoughts on it? Do you think, you think you'd prefer to say as a captain, or do you think it's been over? I think, I think that a lot of that kind of thing is, is um, diverting what's important mm. about it. And that they're all, in a way, should be captains they should all be all the players should be able to be captains mm. and be able to inspire in certain situations irrespective of what position that is um you'd, you'd always look for players who, who have been through similar situations before um there isn't forget about manchester united there isn't really many captains that you would say were 
like captains in the 70s or 80s or 90s. I don't mm. see that uh, in football anyway. Not like the Brian Robson types of no. proper uh, leading. Think, and the, the other problem with this team is you could put you know one of United's great, you could put Roy Keane into this team and I don't think he would single-handedly make us win the league because all the rest of the pieces aren't there. Like he would improve United, obviously, but I don't think we're just a great captain away from winning, you know, loads of trophies. I think he's an influence, though. But of course, that's what I'm yeah. But I don't, I don't think there's that type of at the moment. I don't see that that no. character, that type of drive, and so the, the the debate about the captain for me is trivial compared to the problems that are within the the group of players. Mm. So, just the thing, if somebody's said to me, um, well, if I was interviewed for the job and I was asked what my aspirations were for next year, I would be telling the, the, the people who were off, who were interviewing me, whose club it was, that I think I can keep you in the Premier League. Mm. <laughs> I think that's what they've got. And I'm not joking about that. I think that's... Where we, where we potentially could be in it. If you should be forgetting all about saying, well, you must get into the Champions League, you must get to the quarterfinals of this, or you must get to the semi-finals of that. I think you should be sticking with it. If it's a rebuilding process and mm. you're allowing someone to, to, or the whole group are together in this idea of where are you now? Not great. How do you rebuild? It has to be, it'll have to be a mixture of players that are there now players that are uh, young players that you're going to should be bringing in and hopefully they will develop into the good players that has happened historically at Manchester United and can you buy one or two players who want to come to Manchester United mm. for the right reasons and be part of a rebuilding process that rebuilding process could take well I think Liverpool is a perfect example of how long it can take mm. But there wasn't that long ago that that that, that Klopp was on a to use Scottish parlance that his jacket was on a shiggly nail, you know. Mm. Like, there was a game that when Man United went to to Anfield that Mourinho the was nil in nil. charge. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. If, if Massively. United had won that game, Klopp could have been out. People you know? forget that so because he was. I think he'd had one winning nine going mm -hmm. into that game. Yeah, and the so pressure was on, and he'd and he'd won enough at Dortmund to get a bit of sympathy in mm. a bit of time. But he he hadn't, you know, he didn't have the, the greatest CV of all time. He'd won a couple of. But there's not many leagues, though, because all the ones that have got great CVs yeah. are in jobs. Yeah, and but is that the right person you're looking for? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like they. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I just, uh, without knowing a, a huge amount of, of uh, all the ins and outs and the details of them, uh, I would favour Pochettino only because he's coached in the Premier League, mm. he's coached in various other places, and this, 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 the, the way that he got his teams to play, I thought was very akin to how the traditional Manchester United mm. teams play. Uh, and the thing that goes against them is, is the, the trophy 
winning. Mm. But I think that the way he's... And, and, and also what a lot of people won't recognise is when he was in charge of Tottenham and they got to the Champions League final, they were on a real tight budget because of the stadium. Yeah. You know, so their yeah. budget was like akin to some of the, the Premier League, right at the bottom of... They didn't sign anyone that season. Right at the bottom. Season after. Season after, sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> their, budget, right. their budget was right at the yeah. very bottom of Premier League mm. because they were building that stadium. And, and if you look at it in terms of what that was, that's a remarkable... Mm. Do, you, remarkable do you mind success. that, though, the, the trophy thing? You mentioned that because when we speak to people, it is people who are critical of Pochettino or aren't keen on him, they go... He's never really won anything. I think he won. He's going to win the league in France now. I think that's nailed on. But yeah. you know, he didn't win the league last season in France. He he lost the final. All right, it's the Champions League final, but he still lost mm. it. And is that something that concerns you? Do you think you can? No, that's why that? I'm saying that. Yeah. I, I like the fact that he, because he's got the experience of already been there. Yeah. He's he's coached at two clubs in the Premier League. Had good success in relative terms at both clubs, mm. and the types of teams he built are the types of teams that I would be happy watching mm. playing in the colours of Manchester United. That's all. My, that, Go on. my only thought with, with the next manager is like you said about I can keep you in the Premier League, that's my that's what I'll promise you. Or you know, because it's gonna take a rebuild, people need to go, it's gonna take some time. One of my worries is who which of the potential new managers will be given the most time like who will the fans back for the longest who will the owners back for the longest but that's where you've got yeah, that's where you've got to decide on what your plan is yeah you know if you keep turning around and saying that at all costs you must get into the the top four mm. or whatever the decide Champions League positions are then that affects how the the coach is going to develop try to develop that group of players that he's got I would like to be able to see that a coach would have an idea that that this is the group of, but as we travel along this, instead of me thinking that, well, I'll put this 34-year-old on the bench because I know he's got the experience and understanding that if I bring him on, he might be able to have an influence on the game and bring on, put on a, a 19, 20, 21-year-old who might two or three years time might be an integral part of your squad I think I don't think we've seen enough of that uh, I, I, when I look at well, when a Manchester United's bench wouldn't scare mm. any other manager at any other club in the Premier League I think maybe the first 13 would be a concern to, to but not not when you sometimes look at the bench you think why why you know Mm. Whereas maybe some young player can come on and the young players surprise you, you know. Malanga's done very well. They surprise you. Got, and they've got to be given opportunities. Uh, and that's what I'd like to see that, that no, you know, that not been do a... Or even the kind of... Maybe it's part of how the, the squad's been um, put together that, that those players maybe shouldn't be there to have an option of, you know. There was always an... Always through Alex Ferguson and uh, Martin Edwards and David Gill's tenure was when you got over 30, you were fighting for a new contract. Mm. So you got a year. I was going to say, there was a lot of like one-year contracts, wasn't there? You got a year. And um, Giggs and managed to turn that into nine years. Mm. But Gary Neville as well. But And, and you would be given the, the reward if they thought, or Alex Ferguson thought, that you've got another year in you. Mm. 
they would offer you a new contract well before the summer. But you wouldn't be getting three years. Mm. Not, not over 30, you know. We saw Matic sign a three-year deal. Yeah, he signed a, a long-term <coughs> deal, didn't he, Matic? Yeah, yeah, like you say, three now. I think he was. And how many games has he played since yeah. he signed that contract? Not many. Yeah. It was. It seemed like a bit of a, a rush. Um, there's a couple of questions here and a couple of statements. Fergal McClements in the super chat says that's not Brian McClare, that's Bill Murray from the Life Aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Steve Zizo. Yeah, that's it. Steve Zizo. Have you seen that? No. So where's Anderson Moore? It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, Henry La- Henry Lakin, sorry, says, was there a young player Chucky works with <laughs> and was convinced would make it at United but didn't manage to make the step up? Is the one player that you thought? No, there's 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 all that you, you have you've high hopes for all of them because you, you you do believe that that they're because of the the, the plan. Uh, particularly when young players come from into your system at eight years of age, you think they've all got a chance. Um, so there isn't anyone in particular who you think are oh, absolutely sure there'll be a will be a first team player on the star. Uh, I think they all end up where they're supposed to be because it's down. T- so there's a there's a new kind of concept and that I've noticed in modern coaching. Uh, is where there'll be a lot of coaches who claim that they made a huge difference to, or they might even be totally responsible for a player breaking it in the first team or part of their career. Uh, I've had a wonderful time working with a lot, a lot of good players who have gone on to to have great careers and and playing, and some of them going on now to to be involved in coaching. I've not made anybody a player. I'm right. just there to be a guide to them. Mm. So, so they end up usually where they should be because of. Sometimes it's a bit. Um, I think one of the ones you, you said for me that and it was only because of injury, and I'm delighted that he's doing really, really well at the moment at Wigan. Is um, Wilkin. Yeah, I thought yeah, Wilkin. Yeah, it's hor- horrible. Wilkin reminded it? me when he was a young player of 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 a Van Basten. Really? Yeah, but um, but but that's because of, of injury, not because of attitude and application. Yeah, because he he got the injury didn't he early on in his career, and then mm. he. I remember when um, Marcus made his debut, he got injured just before then as well. Yeah, because yeah, because he was meant to yeah, play but yeah. there you go. Then look at a different scenario, and it's you did. You ask any player, how did they get a chance to play in the first team? And it's always just the same story. Somebody was injured, somebody was suspended, somebody mm-hmm. was out of favour, uh, somebody was poorly, somebody was misbehaving. There was no one else. Mm-hmm. And in Marcus's case, there was no one else. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he grabbed it, grasped it, took it and became very, very successful. Because if it wasn't... If Will, if Will had been fit, had been Will, it would have yeah, been... 100%. Because yeah. wasn't it Marshall got injured in the warm-up, I think, yeah. from Atigiland? Yeah, so... so. I just, just on Marcus quickly, because he's been debated and he's been spoken about, and obviously he's not been playing to his usual standards this season. He's struggled a little bit. What do you make of that? Do you, do you think that he will come good in the end? Is, when well... Okay? Because there's some people saying, oh, he might end up leaving, because he's had that sort of a sorry time this season. Which well, one of the things is seems that... Amazing. Uh, the most important time in professional football is pre-season. Mm. If you miss pre-season, you're always going to struggle. 
you're always going to play catch up. And because of uh, Marcus's injury and then subsequent um, medical procedure, he's missed all of that, and it took it took a while from whether it was um, the right time or not. Should have been done earlier is is a matter of of debate within the people who are responsible for those decisions. If you miss that, you're going to struggle, and I think that's uh, added to his. Now, the other part of it is to to get some form. You need to play. I don't. I don't. I, I didn't think I could have form until I played and played and played and maybe came into some form, dropping in and dropping out, playing various different positions, I to do lots of different things. Am I fit enough? Am I in any kind of decent form? It's difficult to say. And then is it down to what the understanding of what he's supposed to be doing, how he's being managed? No idea about that. There's certain times, early on, where games that he's been criticised with, I'm looking at Marcus Rashford, he doesn't look happy. Yeah. Mm. He looks discontented and, and you, that should never happen on a football pitch, particularly if you're starting the game. I can get that when you're when you're getting yanked off. Yeah. As you know, as and you're being substituted, that's a normal kind of thing. But when you're actually playing the game and the camera and you're looking pissed off, that there's clearly something not right, whether that's to do with his football well, that's to do with other activities. I have no, no thing about that. But a player like him, who we know what he can do, the, if you, again, if you're looking as a new coach and you're looking at your squad, then he's one of the ones you've got to be prioritising. The saying mm. he's had a tough time, and I can make a difference to him. And we can see what he's done before. There isn't anything really changed. Not really. You know, he's missed bits and pieces of things. What is it? What is it? These? You know, is he not happy? Is he upset with something? Is there other influences that we can we can have an influence that's more positive than those negative influences? Uh, and I wouldn't be looking. I'm no way I'd be looking for um, accepting any kind of mm. opportunity for him to leave at the moment. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new manager coming in, that would be a great way for that manager to... You know, make the fans get on side as well. If you can get the best out of Marcus Rashford again, not only if you got a better chance well, you, of winning games, but the fans will absolutely you, you, love that. But yeah, that's what you'd expect. That's what your coach is supposed to do. Course, He's yeah. supposed to, um, whoever you choose, is supposed to galvanise the group of players that he's going to be given. Now, the new coach isn't going to be huge, that hugely influential on the personnel. <coughs> there's there's players who will who will leave because they've decided they're going to go, or the club have decided that they are no they're not going to offer them, or whatever terms they're going to go. Yeah. There'll be other players that you're going to decide that you maybe don't fancy for whatever reason. But there's other players that you think you I'm sure they'll be thinking so. Well, I I think I can make a difference to that particular player, uh, and hopefully Rashford's one of them because he. he we know what he's capable of doing. 
we've all had poor games and poor seasons. Mm. Yeah, I know I have. I've yeah, had you've had 20. some stinkers, haven't yeah. you? Um, we're getting loads <laughs> of chats coming in. So, so we'll get to them. Uh, Patricia Patel says, no surprise, Jay's back. Love the paddock. Uh, Peter Kelly says, what was going through your head going into the 91 Cup Winners' Cup final? And was it more relief or joy after the final whistle, after achieving the greatest achievement mm. in association football? We're a bit obsessed with the 1991 Cup Winners' Cup final on this channel. Um, it was like the, the, the European football... Having experienced it at Celtic was was wonderful. And European football, first season back <coughs> after the um, after the unfair ban on English clubs, and the, the the whole adventure was all the way through. It was brilliant in different ways. Uh, it's easy to say now, but we felt really confident that we could. We could turn them over, you know, because that Barcelona team. Yeah, because they had one or two players missing. Um, it was raining, <laughs> raining a lot, <laughs> and uh, the it seemed to me that there was more, far more United fans in the ground making a lot more noise than there were Barcelona fans. So that and the, the, the everything that the manager had and his staff had done up to that point were all very positive. So I enjoyed. I did enjoy playing in the game because I had a particular role to do in the game because yeah. I was to man-mark Ronald Koeman. Right. That was my job. I mean, the man, actually, the manager said in his team talk, the first thing he said was, uh, if you do your fucking job today, we'll win the game. <laughs> no pressure, then. No, yeah. none at all. Do you know no, what I mean? It's all on you. It's all on you. Just Mark Koeman, yeah. Yeah, just just, make, just Mark him. That was it. And I, I think I did a reasonable job. I think on that's, him, you know, that, so. that's slightly modest. But it, yeah, so the game, yeah, when the, the everything went well. And I think the game, we, if you watch the game, it's actually we, we, we tore into them all over the place in times where you could do that because the rules were slightly different. Um, and, and you get something, sometimes you need a little bit of fortune. In the last minute, Clayton Blackmore kicks the ball off the line. Mm. You know, that's uh, sometimes you, you need to get that. And uh, winning that is, is was wonderful. Yeah. Going into that, did you score in every round? Yeah. Was you, was you annoyed at all? It was like, you scored in every round, going in the final, it's mm. like... No, it's like, not about me. Well, you know... <laughs> Fair enough, like, not saying it, but you might. If I like, scored in the final, we'd lost. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I'd love. I'd had that up in my wall. <coughs> I had it up in my wall. Every single game, me scoring, final, me scoring, yeah. framed, <laughs> lost with my losers medal. Brothers up medal. Yeah, that's yeah. that's something that I've always dreamt about. <laughs> so that's a no. Then you think, in that in that case, do you think players still have that mentality, or do you think they'd be thinking, "I've scored in every round, I'm scoring in the uh, final"? No, there's there's there's. Different the players are all different and yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I've always been about is the team's more important, mm. and the success that you have will be down to the team, not not down to the individual, you know, or the individual choosing individual choices, mm. you know. Was that, so, so, sorry, I was going to say because you played up front for a lot and then midfield, so that was like an easy transition for you. Then? Yeah, because I, I, yeah, because I'd always played as a midfield player. Right. I never, I was never, never felt comfortable playing as a forward. Really? No, you did, you did okay that, didn't you? Yeah, remarkably well. Considering I was, I was never comfortable as a forward. Right. So you're happy to drop back into midfield? I was happy. I was happy playing. I mean, I, I, I could play badly anyway, and I was, I was, <laughs> if you know, if you told me that I was playing that, I was happy. 
told me I wasn't playing. I wasn't happy. That was simple, it's, simple it's, it's a good attitude so. to, to have, to be fair. Uh, there's a few chats. Um, SG has been a member of the Academy of 16 Mums says, uh, this is depressing. Let's talk about the greatest achievement in football history. Jay knows what I mean. We yeah. have done. Matt Moss, welcome to the Academy. Uh, Colin McNamara. Uh, thanks for the super chat. There wasn't anything in it. A few people have asked in the chats, um, Chucky, and there was a picture of it there yeah. about the time where. Am I, 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 I right in thinking you didn't even get booked? No. Right. <laughs> We'd talk about. I should have got Sendai. If anyone doesn't know, United and, and Arsenal, it all kicks off at Old Trafford, and I think someone around this table may have been responsible for what happened that day. No. <laughs> <laughs> what can you remember about that? What? I was a participant. You was a participant, as an observer. Yeah, well, Cl- close observer. A close observer. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we talk about this a lot, and a few people mention it, and it's not something we're likely to see anymore. Um, yeah, well, no, you won't see that. <laughs> rivalry now ends up with people high fiving after the game, don't it? Yeah, um, telling each other how great they are, which yeah. is. Uh, a great irritation to me. Like. Is it? Do you, oh. When you look at this rivalry and you see like... Beforehand, cuddling in the tunnel or yeah, shaking yeah. hands. Like, you're not into that. During the game and after the game. Nah. Hugging and that and like, oh, you know. I would kick my best mate and I did kick my best mate playing football, right? Really? But after, I would wait till well after the game before I apologise for it. Fair enough. So with all this hugging and all this stuff, no, nah, not for me. Your best mate's now as a winner, but... Well... <laughs> Me and that joke are okay now. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you say okay, just, just talk us through. For so people that don't know, what happened on that, that well, traffic? Well, in? in my view, okay. Nigel um, had a poor challenge on Dennis Irwin. Right. But there's been some history about it, so it was between me and Nigel anyway, so uh, it started a couple of years before. Uh, if you watch the game the year before of... of you you see me shaking Nigel by the well it looks by the throat maybe in some <laughs> pictures it, it looks by the throat well, I'm, I'm holding his shirt you know okay. I'm shaking him he's pretending to be knocked out right and uh, anyway the following year I, I thought it was a poor challenge really it is a poor challenge and occasionally very occasionally you you go into the red zone I went at the red zone right. and uh, I kicked him twice okay uh, which and then ensured. As, which is quite right. They're going to stick up for their player. Mm. My teammates were sticking up for me, and there was a bit of a stramash. Yeah. I ended up with two stitches in my ear because uh, Anders Limbard, being a sneaky little shit, went round the back, and gave me a right hook from behind. That's disgusting. Uh, so overall, you look at it, if you look at it, you think, it. well, Michael Thomas got by through. You've got Tony anyway. It, we're all there apart from David Seaman. So it's a 21 man brawl, wasn't it? <laughs> well, actually, recently Clayton Blackmore's decided that he didn't get involved. I'm disappointed. I can't believe he confessed. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't believe, I couldn't believe he confessed <laughs> about it. I'm like, what, why, are you conf- why, why are you saying that? Like, Pretty boy, you know. Like, <laughs> David why would you say that? David Seaman's given for fair. He's fucking the other side of the pitch. <laughs> he's comes above running over. He's a goalie. He's like, ah. Uh, He's done all with boxing gloves on there. He's he like, I, I, yeah, but he's like, oh, by the time I get there, it's finished, isn't it? So he's like, <laughs> little did he know. He's like, I'm leaning against the post, man. <laughs> Plenty of time to yeah, get Yeah, he could have got over there with uh, hours to spare. Yeah, so, and then there was there was uh, this cold thing, and, and um, um, the referee, who's a very experienced referee, just stepped away and let it all happen. It all calmed down. He came in and he, he booked Nigel. <laughs> Love that. 
What did you just wait? Did you think like I'm gonna get Keith Hackett? Yeah, it was really. Did you think I'm gonna get? He was like the the top referee at at the time, and there's one bucket in a twenty man brawl. Yeah, but but (laughs) Nigel for the tackle for the (laughs) for the tackle. That'll teach everyone the lesson, won't it? He's like he's got got a broken spine. (laughs) Yeah, he's like he's like he's lying there like that. It's fractured, fractured back, you know. This was so bad. Points got deducted. Yeah, like, it was yeah, that bad. The, the FA went, is, no, we can't have this. And the it was thing, one booking. Yeah, the thing is, I'm thinking I've never been sent off before. Right. I'm thinking, oh, this is that. I'm going. I'm. I can't be standing in the park after behaving like that. Mm. And as I say, I was like, it's <laughs> like, unbelievable. Are you sure? <laughs> well, and, I don't mind. And in terms of, in terms, really, maybe at the time, <laughs> but in preceding. Yeah, I would have got banned for quite a number of games subsequently, you know. I'd love to see that in the VAR now. Mm. <laughs> oh, imagine. <laughs> how long he'd be stood on the screen Everyone's got for? a red. Like, you think about it. Everyone would have had a red. Lining everyone like, up. Everything's like, a red. Would, there would have been, well, yeah, because... It's, it's match abandoned tackle. Uh, certainly, I would have got a red for that. Limpar, for punching him in the side of the head, should have got a red for yeah. that. Mm. Paul Inns chasing him and getting him down by the side of the pitch, by the throat. Potentially, I don't know. I mean, there That'd would have be been a, a lot. Yeah, that I would think, be a red. That's an orange. It's in between. There's definitely a couple of red cards <laughs> in there. Well, yeah. one at least. Mine. Lempar should have. If he punches, he can't be. He can't punch no. people in the side of the head. No, no, no. from behind. Oh, from behind. Know, that's, yeah. Sorry, that's square that's, on. Well, if square on. Fair. Yellow, yellow right, card. But <laughs> not from behind. What? What did um, Science Ferguson make of all this? Uh, oh, he's, we lost the game as well, so you can imagine that it was like, you know, Limpar scored, didn't he? It was one oh, nil. That's even worse. Um, no. So he wasn't... He wasn't happy? Don't don't recall. <laughs> he wouldn't have been happy, no. Didn't, no, no chance, no. I, my head was too think, full of thinking, what, what what was I doing, you know? What am I, how am I going to explain this to... Did you ever... Um, you say you and Nigel Winterburn are all right now. Did you ever address this? Did you ever I did. did, did with the following year... Um, 1991 actually it was um, they had it was Easter weekend actually and they'd won the league and we were playing them on the Monday so we had to do a guard of honour oh which is not the, of all the teams you've got to, not the best you know thing I mean? to do and I, I just went up to Nigel before the game and says we need to shake hands in this before somebody gets hurt meaning him <laughs> <laughs> before you get <laughs> and anyway and that was it was with, Drew a line under, you know. So, but, uh, it's, but in a way, it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite good that people remind you, me, remember you because of whatever that shit it is, you know. So, when I, I've asked you this question all the time, and you always say it like, when I ask you about your favourite goal for United, yeah. you just say like they're all your little no, babies. You don't have a it's, it's that kind of thing because. Yeah. During lockdown, wasn't there? There was a there's a thing about the worst ever goal, wasn't there? On TikTok <laughs> or or, the, or whatever other social yeah. media thing, and it was a goal against Sheffield Wednesday. Is this your one after the? Well, I scored the goal, but yeah. it's like it's, it's, <laughs> have it's, you it's, seen it's, it? It's but somebody took the but somebody took I the think ball I out of it. You said the one with the ball out. No. Somebody took the ball oh, out I need of to it. See that. Somebody took the ball <laughs> out of it. That's hilarious. Oh, we're just piling in. He right. only took the ball out of it, so you, just you, looks all like you can just, see is people, the, yeah, doing yeah, what yeah, they're yeah, doing. All the people doing what they're doing to some music, and that, that's better than the, <laughs> I wish I'd have thought that's better better than the goal. Because I, I remember sending you the goal going, this is just coming on my timeline, <laughs> and you like, a classic or whatever. 
and it was just like it's like a brawl with a yeah, ball yeah. thrown in there and like, loads like, of missed chances <laughs> loads of missed shots and you just come in and just find it just it away. to me like an inch from the yeah. <laughs> after, after about eight people have missed <laughs> it's like what's it's going on like here that, so. <laughs> I don't nah, no, I don't I, I, I don't think there's ever a bad goal you know I mean like no. you certainly wouldn't have um the Everton lad Gordon saying that uh, he thought that was a bad no, goal he scored, you know, because it, it heavily deflected against off um, <sighs> Harry Maguire, you know. So it's like I don't. It's, they're all this special as one another. Don't remember any of them, but they're another special. <laughs> I remember. I remember my personal favourite was the screamer at Wembley in the four 0 win over Chelsea. Aye. That yeah. was a, a classic. Yeah. That game changing. Game changing. That was it. Was on a knife edge yeah. until you made it four <laughs> yeah. nil uh, with a few minutes to go. Shocky, as always, it's been a pleasure. What are you up to anyway? You've got your own podcast now, haven't you? Yeah, life with Brian. Yeah, yeah. You catch up at it and all your usual yeah. places where you may find your podcast if you've got nothing else to do for an hour or so. And you know, you don't have to ask me. I will come on it. It's all right. You don't have to. I know you, you mad came for me. I'm Joe to come on. So we'll don't worry. We don't need an invite. We'll just we'll turn up next week. That's not a problem. <laughs> Make sure you go and check out Life with Brian podcast. It's on as you just said, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff as well. Is it? Is There's on, also Twitter. Twitter, I believe, which is some other social media platform. Mm. Are you still doing all your tweets? No, I stopped twatting. Uh, you, do, you used to get a little bit. You used to, I used to pick up the paper and you'd be in it because of your tweets. No, no. You stopped uh, doing um, it, aren't you? Yeah, I stopped tweeting at the start <laughs> of um, the pandemic. So. It's not, not for you. Uh, no, I'll, I'll go back to it, but just wait until... Every time I think we've got something, other, something else serious happens in the world and I don't want to be appearing to be um, disrespectful of world events, you know, by... Taking the piss, basically, you know. We need a bit of that. We need everyone's a bit serious. Come mm. on, especially well, that's one of the things I like doing. Do you know what I mean? Know. We need a bit. More. That's why I like the podcast because that's that's what that's about. Really, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit of levity without being um, disrespectful. You know. So. That's what you want. A bit of levity about being disrespectful. Um, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out Chucky's channel. Thanks again for coming on. It's great Thank to finally have, have you on. Uh, you know it's fine. Joe, we'll be back to what's next for us tomorrow. All sorts. News in the morning. News in the morning. We'll have an update, probably yeah. another Eric Ten Hag update, considering that's all the stories at the minute. Just quickly, Eric Ten Hag, you a fan? Am I a fan of us? Yeah, I know you said you like Pochettino. I'm, I'm, I'd have to be... Uh, I don't know that much. I, I like... I like his kind of career path and his influences. Um, he's he's a he's worked with Guardiola, hasn't he? So he's had great success, almost taking a very youthful uh, Ajax team to Champions League final. Uh, and but again, he's coming from a potentially a well-structured club to one that none of us seem to feel at the moment is got mm. a great amount of structure to. No. Uh, but it's Manchester United and I don't care whether winning trophies or winning games Manchester United will always be a big club thank you well said very well said um, we're going to leave it on that note big thanks to Manscaped as well for sponsoring us this has been the Paddock Podcast with Brian McClare thanks for watching Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>